Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Launchpad Podcast. We have a great episode lined up for you today. But before we get started, we want to give a little plug to our guest spot on the 20th Century Geek Podcast. Yeah, we've been talking about these guys for a while. They've been hitting us up. They've been supporting us. We've been supporting them. And we finally got together and did an episode. We are on the 20th Century Geek Podcast talking about the Amityville Horror and its legacy to cinema and horror movies and haunted house movies. So after you've listened to this episode, you should go check out 20th Century Geek. It's a great episode. We had a great conversation with Scott, and you guys should really give it a listen. It's great. Also, we want to give a big shout-out to the Famous Monsters of Filmland podcast and magazine. George and Phil and all those guys let us guest host their podcast for the past five weeks. It's been an honor. It's been a blast. But we just wrapped up our last episode. It comes out on Friday the 10th, and we just had a blast. It was really an honor. We cannot tell you how proud we are of what we did and how sure. honored we are to be asked to do it by such a notable magazine that we grew up reading. Yeah, and that it's it's so so interesting and 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 fun to be able to talk about things that we care so passionately about for something that was partly responsible for getting us interested in those things in, yeah. in the first place and to have those guys come to us and ask if we can help out and steer their ship for a little while. It was it was a lot of fun. So guys, thank you very very much. We had a we had a great time. We got to talk about some fun fun stuff including we we're talking about some stuff that scared us when we were little. Oh yeah. That was the last episode that we did for them. That's right. And we're going to continue that conversation today on the Launchpad podcast. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. We're two roommates who haven't lived together for 10 years, so you might hear us call each other roomie. Yeah, you'll definitely hear us call each other roomie. <laughs> I'm hoping if this is like, what episode number is this? 20-something, right? So yeah. I hope you guys know by now that we're roomie, and I'm roomie, and he's roomie. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's pretty scary in and of itself. Hopefully you guys went over to the Famous Monsters podcast, listened to some stuff there. We were specifically talking about monsters, creatures, and some movies, TV, books that scared us when we were a kid. And also, obviously, the Famous Monsters covers Famous Monsters magazine. Scene, famous monsters of filmland today we want to talk a little bit more we really had fun we had fun scaring ourselves Ooh. we want to talk about some stuff that that scares us as adults the way we feel fear as an adult what what do how do we translate that now that we're in our 30s well I, and right off the bat it's like you hit a certain age where i mean stuff wasn't freaking me out anymore once once i caught the horror bug i wanted to watch it all everything sure and all I watched was classic horror movies, but I wasn't mm -hmm. allowed to watch a lot of like the 80s sort of golden era of slasher horror. Like I wasn't allowed to watch Freddy Krueger, Jason. Like when it was happening. You yeah. Mean. Yeah. I definitely wasn't allowed to watch that stuff as a kid. So it wasn't until college that I got into it. And I grew up on Universal Monsters, Frankenstein. If it was black and white, I was watching it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm kind of thankful for that because I had a, a good solid base of this is where it came from. So when I finally got around to it, and I was like, oh, boy, I'm going to watch Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time, I was too old to be frightened by it. And that was... How old were you, do you think, around? 17, 18. Okay. And it was honestly disappointing. 
If you were if you were that brave about it, how come you were holding my hand the whole time? <laughs> you weren't even there. No, I, I saw it. At, like we got a bunch of friends together and we watched it, and it was like there were some cool moments. But I, I mm-hmm. was laughing at it. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, like it was cool when the chick got cut up and lifted up to the ceiling. But like all this buildup of this boogeyman and how sure. scary he was, oh, it didn't land. And I was disappointed because I was so excited to finally get into like some real horror. Hmm. And it just wasn't there. Now, we'll get into this later, but now Freddy is one of my favorite characters of all time. Sure. But I had to, like, learn to appreciate it. And if I had seen it as a kid, when you saw it, how old were you when you saw the first Freddy? Old, uh, younger than 17, for sure. I bet you I was probably, I'll say middle school, probably, because I devoured movies. I watched a ton of movies when I was a kid, and especially... Was it scary when ones. you first saw it? The problem with me... And like this is this is true. I when I watch a movie, I know it's a movie. It doesn't very rarely and I will talk about this cuz I have a couple here that do. Very rarely am I affected on an emotional personal level. Like if I'm watching a Holocaust movie, yes, that's going to affect me. A horror movie, not really. A rom-com, not really. A a comedy, I'll laugh, but like I don't know that it changes my feelings you know right. what i mean so horror that's part of why i like to watch horror with people i think yeah is because if you're sitting next to me and you get scared that's fun for me very rarely in a movie a horror movie do i get scared sometimes i'll get like, sus- like if a movie crafts good suspense i just watched split last night yeah uh m night Shyamalan split pretty well done and it crafts Tension well, I thought. Not the end-all, be-all of anything, but it does a good job, scene by scene, of amping up tension and then either doing some sort of scare or relieving the tension another way. And I enjoy that experience. But Friday the 13th has never scared me. I've never been scared by that. Neither has... Uh, Friday the 13th hasn't. I meant to say Nightmare on Elm Street hasn't. Those movies don't, like, scare me, scare me. I'm actually, like, we talked about this on the Famous Monsters podcast. I would think I was, like, a pretty brave kid. My parents let me watch pretty much whatever I wanted, and I didn't get scared by a lot of stuff. Like, brave is, is the wrong word, I guess. Heroic is the wrong word. You know, like, uh, dashing and just badass is probably not the applicable thing to talk to say when you're talking about a five- or a six-year-old. You think you were pretty brave? I, I don't remember being afraid of a lot of stuff. Like, I wasn't... I think I have a way I could check on this. <laughs> okay. How would you check on whether I was afraid as a Hold kid? Hold on. Let me find out. Let me see. <laughs> Who are you calling? You'll see. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Is this Mrs. Corrigan? Yes, it is. <laughs> you called my mom? I did. I called your mom. <laughs> Hi, this is Aaron McLean with the Launchpad Pod. <laughs> Buddy. I'm good. How are you? Hey, Mom. It's I'm your good. son, Matt. Hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was just telling us how what a brave child he was, and I was wondering if you had any insight to that. Wait, wait. My Matt? <laughs> I was I was pretty brave. Like, I don't remember why. Like, you let me watch a lot of horror movies. I don't remember being afraid of a lot of stuff. How about when you were little, Matt? How about when you used to get out of the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> what happened when I got out of the bathtub? Matt, come on. You don't remember. You embarrassed in front of your friend? No, what was I afraid of from the bathtub? 
you would get out of the bathtub and you'd have your little naked hiney and I would be trying to dry you and you'd say, hurry up, hurry up, the piano monster is going to come and bite my hiney. <laughs> oh my God, I do remember that. What's a piano I monster? Couldn't dry, I couldn't dry you fast enough. And then, do you remember what I used to say to you? Yeah, you used to say used to say that the garbage man took him away. The gar that you, right. you threw him out. Right, and that's how I calmed you down. You were a wreck. I don't remember why this became a thing. <laughs> What's but, a piano monster? So I remember specifically being afraid. There was a skit in the original Muppet Show where a character was playing a piano, and then the piano opens its eyes and eats the guy. <laughs> and I don't. Like, I only remember being, <laughs> I forgot about that, but it was true. Like, I wasn't joking. Night, I was afraid Matt, he was going to bite my butt. Every night, every night, same thing, coming out of the bathtub, same thing, carrying on. Mommy, mommy, quick, drive me before the piano wants to come and bite my hiney. And the best is, we didn't have a piano ever, right, Mom? No, no we piano. Never, we never had a no piano. piano. <laughs> Wait, like, if you had a baby grand in the, in the front room, I would have understood, but no piano. No, no, we piano. never had a piano. We no. never had a uh, a keyboard or anything like that. So no. And why was it the <laughs> bathtub that was going to scare you about a piano? I don't one? know. <laughs> I don't understand I think why your I was, was exposed. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I think I was just naked and I was, I mean, asked naked to the wind and afraid. Yeah, for sure. Like, when are you most vulnerable? Coming out of the bathtub with your yep. little ass hanging out in the air. Yeah, you were ve- you were very brave, Matthew. Very brave. <laughs> But that's it, though. Like, I, now that you say that, I completely remember that, and it was a thing. But I wasn't afraid mm-hmm. of a lot of other things, right? Oh, like, really? What else was I ever, I remember watching a lot of horror movies. I don't remember being afraid of stuff. Yeah, no, you weren't afraid of horror movies, but you were quite taken back with, that, with the Snuffleupagus on Sesame Street. I was afraid oh. of Snuffleupagus? <laughs> yes. Snuffleupagus would saunter onto the TV, slow Joe, slow Joe, and you would lose it. I would. Li- I was afraid of it. Afraid of it, Matt. Must scream, mommy, mommy! It's Mister Snuffleupagus. <laughs> turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> oh man, that's I hysterical. Why, why am I afraid of Muppets and Sesame Street characters yeah. so badly? Wow, that is you funny. Didn't- Wasn't it- he wasn't afraid of horror movies, but he was afraid of the Muppets and Sesame Street. Go figure. <laughs> Which is funny because I love I love them, and I, I I think I did then too. But wow, when they first introduced Snuffleupagus, he was Big Bird's imaginary friend, and I didn't remember that till I was an adult. That nobody could see. Well, he, they, right. they well, thought Matthew could see him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to see him. You were afraid. Matthew could see him. Matthew could see him just fine. Now, I have a question for you, Mrs. Corrigan. Yes. When you were growing up, did you ever watch horror movies? Were you into scary things? No. No, not at all? No, and I didn't have any brothers. It was me and two sisters, so oh. we, didn't, we didn't watch any of that stuff. I don't know where he gets that from. <laughs> didn't you tell me a story once about Dad taking you on a date to see American Werewolf in London while, I, while you were pregnant with me? Yes. Oh, then that's where you get it from. I just remember. <laughs> yeah. Where was Dad when you watched that movie? Well, I was pregnant with you, so it was almost 36 years ago. We went to the movies to see American Werewolf in London, and Dad can't really take, like, things jumping out or sneaking up on him. And so there was a lot of that going on in that movie, and he said, I'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. And so he left me nine months pregnant sitting in the movie theater, 
and he was gone for a long time, and I, so I turned around to see if he was coming, and at the time they used to have a little window in the back door of the movie theater, and I could see he was watching the movie from there, from the back door. <laughs> See, I would never I do that. I, not only do I, I like horror, not only like horror movies, but I'm because I'm so brave. I would never do that to my wife. But I guess if like my wife was watching Snuffleupagus <laughs> with our kid, I'd be not out. Not unless Snuffleupagus or the Piano Monster was around. <laughs> oh yeah, if there's the Piano Monster, I'd be out. My kid would be crying. I'd be like, right? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go to the bathroom. See you later. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, those are fantastic stories. <laughs> All right, boys. Have a great day. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks for blowing up my shit, Ma. <laughs> I love you, Matt. Love you, Matt. I love you, too, Mom. <laughs> Bye. Huh. Called my mom on me. <laughs> Interesting. You wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Snuffle up a kiss. And the piano monster. Hey, man, there were some things that I was scared of as a kid that wasn't monster-related at all. I don't know if you'll ever remember the show, but do you remember 321 Contact? Contact! Whenever, na-na-na-na, Contact! Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, on Contact, they had, like, a cop show that was called, like, MathNet or something, where they'd, like, <laughs> solve crimes with math. Okay. In that, they... Like, they found, like, children's dead bodies and stuff and tried to figure out how long they'd been there? <laughs> yeah, but like think for like PBS child audience, you know. Sure. So okay. like flat tire bikes and like oh, okay. I don't know, missing things. But there was one episode where somebody like escaped from something, like a gorilla escaped from a zoo, mm -hmm. and they pan over to the wall and it was like a cartoon like perfect silhouette smashed through a wall. Yeah. I don't know why, but that scared me. That stuck in my head, and I woke up in the middle of the night crying that the gorilla in the closet was going to come out and run through my wall. <laughs> <laughs> and the best is I'm hoping that your mom never watched that show with you. So when you hear a, a kid say, I'm worried the gorilla is going to come out of my closet and slam through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and like what? waking up repeatedly in the night over that is... Multiple times? At least twice. Like, not a, not a bunch, but twice. So, yeah, that was my irrational child fear. At well, least one of them. <laughs> you're a pansy. Actually, while you were on, while we just had that conversation with my mom, I yeah. texted your mom, and I have her waiting for a phone call as well. So we should call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you really text my mom? Yes. No. What? <laughs> yes. Hi. Leave a message. <laughs> Kate, did you give Matt Mom's phone number? <laughs> Hello. Hey, Mom, how's it going? Hey, Mrs. Aaron, it's Matt and Aaron, the Rocketeers. <laughs> How are you? Uh, we're okay, but Erin just called my mom, and she tried to embarrass me, so I'm hoping that you could do the same thing <laughs> to him. Oh. Was I scared of a lot of things as a kid? Did I wake you guys up often? Never. Oh. No. Who's the brave one no, now, you man? No, you are more curious <laughs> of, of anything. You were afraid of those things you saw in your eyes. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> what things did you see in his eyes? You know, they're like floaters. When not everybody can see them, but but sometimes when you stare off oh. in the space, you look up at the cloud, you see things floating around on oh, your eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, some people see a whole lot of things floating around on their eyes, and they're either having a detached retina or they have just a little bit different vision that they're able to really short focus. And he was he didn't know what that was, and I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that. Did you ever get any weird phone calls from school about either his behavior or something he'd drawn or something he'd done? You scared your classmates all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you would go to school with a, a fake skin with, with blood underneath it and then cut yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like kids do. <laughs> just love to just make people just go, hey, he was always making me scream like that. He was just always hanging around my sister's costume shop, making people up to look like, you know, movie monsters and, and that kind of thing. And, and making lots of, especially around Halloween, lots of blood and guts and cuts and bruises and makeup. And that combined with, you know, he loved magic when he was a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was he was popular kid is what you're saying. A lot of kids wanted to be his friend. A lot of girls were interested in him. <laughs> Not with the magic oh. tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Not till high school. <laughs> oh, then he turned into a ladies' man. He put his magic wand aside. <laughs> yeah, he put the magic rings down. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that, the illusion. That was so interesting to him, you know, the yeah, making sure. people believe stuff. And so I think that's what naturally led to special effects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he was always, always, always drawing. And, you know, it's never normal stuff. You know, you, you <laughs> sure. hearts and flowers and stuff for your mommy. Yeah. I don't know. I get every movie monster bleeding, you know, horrible soldier. <laughs> and you know, just all kinds of crazy kid stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> he did get in trouble one time. One time he got in trouble now. I remember. It was around Halloween. He drew, you know, he, he was probably four and he drew little spiders and spider webs all over his windowsill and pencil. All over it. And I just made him wash, wash it off. I, I was mad. <laughs> you know, just, uh <laughs> I should have been a little more sympathetic, but they were adorable. Yeah, all over. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, I, do you remember I, doing I, it? I do now. That down. She brought it up. I remember that. Just like it's Halloween time. Spider, spider, spider. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? One time, I picked him up from school. This is around Halloween, and I had his friend in the car, and and I had a a full size plastic skeleton in the front seat. His friend and I had on army helmets and, and guns and stuff, fake guns and, and army guns. And, and we, we pull up in front of the school and throw open the, the minivan door, you know, the back door, real fast, the sliding door, and say, get in, get in, get in. <laughs> he just dives in first in and we peel up. And, you know, <laughs> people are just standing there with their mouths open, you know. It was fun. It was so much fun. Not for any reason you just did that. <laughs> it was Halloween time, man. Everybody knew that I was an art teacher and my sister had the costume shop and we were crazy and they just seemed to accept that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, and the preschool was mad about the, about the Frankenstein mask. Yeah, tell the Frankenstein mask. They were mad at me. From your perspective, what is the Frankenstein mask story? Well, you called it Gankenstein. <laughs> 
It's like a giant green monster who steals stuff. <laughs> it was green plastic mask with, with the bolt sticking out and fake hair on it. And he called it Genkenstein. Couldn't even say the words, but he knew who it was, you know. Yeah. He wanted to be that. He wore a great big shirt and boots, daddy's boots, and and leather gloves and this mask to <laughs> preschool. And the, the teacher told me the kids were scared to death of him. Of Genkenstein. They made him take it off and put it in a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they shame you about it? I don't remember. I don't I don't recall being ashamed. I recall being mad that I wasn't in my awesome costume. It was an awesome costume. I have pictures. You were a half-rate Gankenstein after they took the mask away. I know. Just, <laughs> like, now you're just some kid in an inside-out green sweater. <laughs> yeah, but they give him candy, so he got over it. Yeah, yeah, I got candy, so it was all good. <laughs> it was all good. I got a question for you. What? When you were young, did you watch a lot of horror? Oh, never. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Where did we get it, then? Do you remember one of the first horror movies you ever saw? Bride of Gankenstein? Well, I was terrified of The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz? Oh, I've heard Witch. that before. There's a lot of scary the stuff. The Wicked Witch and, the, and those apple trees. Yeah. I hated those apple trees. I would go and hide behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I remember that. But, of course, now it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. yeah as I got older, I, I saw it more as art. Yeah. You know, and, and liked it a lot. But, no, my, my first thing I was really scared of was Wizard of Oz. And, and then I, I started watching, like, the classics. That wasn't until late grade school. You know, Frankenstein and The Mummy, Invisible Man, Werewolf. Yeah. All the Dracula movies. Creature Feature was every every week, and we all watched it together. And 3 o'clock after school horror show, I forget what it was. We always, we always watched that together in, in later in grade school, like sixth grade on. Yeah, I mean, I love it, we were just trying to figure out like where we got it. But I, I think you're right, me, is growing up around the costume shop and seeing all the crazy masks. And then you guys got me all the VHSs of the Universal Monsters, and that really kicked it off for me. I don't know what your first monster movie was, but probably Frankenstein. Definitely Frankenstein. Gankenstein. <laughs> and you were crazy about Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, love That's a Creature. really good one, too. It really is. So good. And Godzilla. Yeah. And you know, you never showed much interest in King Kong. He didn't classify as a monster to you. No, that's just a big, big animal. I, I agree big, with that. Big I agree. monkey. <laughs> well, that's fun. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast and sharing some insight to little me's brain. Oh, I'm on the air? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You little Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> you are a little Dickens, Ruby. <laughs> yeah, we, we oh, call, my God. We called Matt's mom, and, and she told a story about how Matt was afraid that a piano monster was going to bite his hiney when he was a kid. <laughs> it did it, though, so don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Hiney is intact. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I love you guys' podcast. It's oh. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for being on. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, Mom. All right. Love you so. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we should call each other's moms more often. <laughs> I can't believe you got her number. <laughs> Did my wife get you her number? That's hysterical, man. Well, that was insightful. I, I had never put all that together. But, yeah, I used to work at and hang out at my aunt's costume shop growing up. And that was where I learned the first steps of makeup, the the fundamentals of 
scar wax and liquid latex. Yeah, I remember latex. you telling me all, when we met in college yeah. and I started the effects group there, you were like, oh, yeah, my aunt, my aunt, my aunt. My aunt has this thing. My aunt taught me this. My aunt, my, me and my aunt always do this. So, And you knew more stuff than anybody else at the school did. At least you didn't remember me being a little wiener about piano monsters or snuffleupagus. <laughs> You were scared of things that weren't things. I know. I know. <laughs> Gorillas running through a wall? At least a <laughs> piano monster biting your hiney is a real threat. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Man, we've come a long way, Rumi. I know. Now I dry my hiney with no problems. <laughs> no problems. And I know that stuff up against is a giant puppet. No, it creeps me out now that I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what scares you now, Rumi? Um, no, it's still the same shit. Snuffle up against <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what my, my favorite... Well, this is kind of difficult because I wouldn't say it's a horror movie, but the scariest thing for me in a movie is if you've ever seen Robert Meacham in Night of the Hunter. Yeah. Um, that movie's terrifying. Yeah. I didn't see it until maybe... 10 years ago, something like that, Around right around 10 years ago is the first time I've seen it. It's super iconic and very scary. I mean, he has the what, love and hate tattooed love and hate on his tattooed knuckles. tattooed on his knuckles. Yeah. And he plays a con man preacher who finds out in jail that this his cellmate has this money hidden on his property. So when he gets out of jail, he goes to this property and tries to find the money. But the kids, the dudes, the other dude's kids know where the money is hidden. So he tries to find out where this money is. He eventually marries the guy's wife. I guess the guy died or maybe got killed, whatever. The original guy, Robert yeah. Meacham's cellmate. Robert Meacham gets in with the woman. He marries her. But we as the audience know he's only doing this to try to find this hidden money. The woman is head over heels in love with him. The kids are suspicious as hell. The town kind of likes him. He's a preacher. But he's a con man, and we know his true motivation, and the kids know something is up. But shit starts going wrong, and like, spoiler alert, he ends up killing the mom, and he's menacing the shit out of the kids. And it is terrifying because he knows that they know, and they know that he knows that they know, and he is just fucking with these kids. And these yeah. kids are in danger. He kills the mom and makes it look like a suicide. Ooh. It's scary shit, I think. I really think it is terrifying. That's... And, I mean, that right there just goes to show when your, like, tastes of fear sort of evolve. Because it's, like, the stuff that scares me now, like, I don't find any of the, the Freddies or the Jasons scary. I think they're fun. I mean, I... Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I would rather watch those as opposed to something truly scary. Mm -hmm. But they're more fun to watch now. I get, a, I get a big kick out of, you know, Freddy chasing teenagers through hallways and stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. What scares me now, I think, would be more classified in the thriller... Genre. And I know that you have feelings on the difference between horror and thriller well, as far as movies are concerned. Here's a good one. Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. Is that a scary movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty creepy, right? Yeah. It has a lot of really good, tense, scary moments. But I think most people would go, if there were video stores, they'd go to the horror section to find Silence of the Lambs. There's no monster in that. There is no ghost. There's nothing magical. There's nothing supernatural. That could happen in real life and was drawn from real life for quite a bit of it. To me, that makes it a thriller. Thriller has real-world anchors, whereas horror has an element 
of something fantastic. Okay. Now, there's a lot of things that you could say are exceptions, like a lot of slashers are just meant to kill teenagers or whatever, and the whole thing is played up in, like, Murderville. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the first Friday the 13th doesn't have a supernatural element. Well, until the end when Zombie Jason pops up. There, there you go. Now it's horror. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, a lot of movies that you're trying to figure out what that would fall into. Is it horror? Is it not? It's like, is there something that could not happen in real life? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess I agree with that. And I I, I don't know if I, I feel the need to delineate between the two, but I can see why you would, and I can see how you did, and I wouldn't debate that. I like my movies very delineated. I don't like my peas touching my carrots, touching my meat. I like those trays that have the... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like my Gankensteins away from my... Yeah. Hannibal Lecter's. <laughs> but, like, in, the, in your adult life, do you have a couple movies that have scared you as an adult? That have yeah, made you I, go I like, got a couple, man. Yeah. And I could tell you... So, talked a little bit about The Exorcist, right? Yeah. The Exorcist I saw as a kid, but that's a movie that still to this day scares me. And every time... I actually don't like going to see it with a large group of people, like at the cemetery screening and stuff, because people laugh at so many points. Mm-hmm. I think they laugh because they're uncomfortable and because it's creepy and because it goes against convention. Yeah, what are you, you going to do? When she says curses and when she's stabbing herself with the crucifix people laugh at that and i think it's a human reaction to being afraid of that stuff Uh, um very much so but like it angers me because that is so scary and disquieting to me i want to be scared by that i don't want to be like laughing at it like stop laughing you guys this is scary take this seriously think about it i we we just watched the exorcist on halloween Mm -hmm. this year and we scared still to this day it's unsettling not as i mean it definitely doesn't have that impact but it's still, you watch it, and you're like, man, this is freaky. So freaky as hell. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That one still holds it for me. Psycho, I didn't see Psycho till high school, and I already knew. Not a horror movie? <laughs> thriller? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock was the master of the thriller. Master of suspense. Yes, I agree with that. But, sure, continue your story. I, when I saw it in high school, I knew what it what like I knew the uh, story. I knew what the the reveal was at the end. Even knowing that, still, f- like, functioned. I was still afraid. I still get goosebumps when he runs in dressed as her at the very last, or you know, at the at the end. I think that whole movie works. It doesn't matter. And that's the thing. You're right. He is the master of suspense. It doesn't matter if you know who the killer is. Yeah. Those scenes are still crafted so well. It's extremely, extremely creepy for me. The uh, over-the-head shot when he comes up and slashes that guy in the face yep. and he goes down the Arbogast. stairs. Totally creepy. Yeah. I mean, the shower scene is, I think, in the top ten most iconic scenes of all time. I agree, and it's it's not even my favorite of the um, no. of of that that show. I like the one that you just said when he's coming up the stairs more than that. The reveal of the mummified mother. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I love that one because she hits the lamp and then the yep. eye sockets like like move with yes, the shadows. Yes, yes. It's so cool. super effective. And I, I love that the whole movie is really, really creepy. I have a movie that I saw. We were roommates, but you weren't home. And I watched this movie and it was not nighttime, but it was like late <laughs> afternoon. And I ended up turning on the lights because I was like, I'm a little, I'm a little creepy. I'm a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because this movie isn't necessarily that scary, but it had some moments. Okay. The Silent Hill movie. Really? And here's the thing. I like this movie. I think it's a very successful, good horror movie for what it is. Yeah. A 
very good adaptation of a game that is very hard to adapt into a movie. Sure. The games are so scary. I have lost sleep over playing those games in the dark. But the movie, when she's in the bathroom and you hear the noise when, when the, they start sounding the alarm that the dark is coming mm-hmm. and everything goes dark and the paint peels off the walls and she hears this noise at the end of the, of the row of stalls and this guy tied up with barbed wire crawls out of right. it. I found that really intense. Now, I only saw it once and I wasn't super invested, I guess, because I didn't see the game or yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't played the game. Yeah. Do you think? I don't think you need it. Because I remember, and I remember being creepy, and I, there's a, you know what it is? That's a movie that I'd have to watch it again, and I probably, as an audience, I need to be more invested in it than whenever I watched the first time. Yeah. But the imagery is really creepy. Visually, it's a pretty arresting movie. I remember a lot of the scenes and blocking and stuff from that movie. And there's a creepy scene where they're they're trying to walk past all these creepy nurses, nurses. with their yeah, heads yeah. wrapped in bandages. I remember that one. And, like, they... They they only react to noise and they're like trying to move very still and they just kind of twitch and twitter. I mean, there were just a lot of creepy moments. And then it ends with like, hey, for those of you who have never played the video game or don't know what's going on, here's a good ten minutes of exposition. It's just the weirdest point to just like sure. put it. And it's I think the weakest part of the movie, even though it's the most important part, because now you're like, oh, I get it. Right, right. But I really like what that movie did. I'm not going to say it's great. It doesn't, it, it isn't on a list with The Exorcist or anywhere close to that. Sure, but sure. I don't know why, but when I was watching it alone, I was like, I'm going to turn the lights on. I'm a little creeped. I'm a little creeped. I've, I've, I can only imagine how shit is now that you live with your wife instead of with me. You must be petrified. <laughs> is Kate brave? Kate's very brave. She your hand. <laughs> I'm the, I, I don't get that scared. Come on. You did when we lived together. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you know? You could handle Scream 3, but I had to hold your hand for Scream 1 and Scream 2. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think. You know what movies I liked? Recent movies. Recent yeah. horror movies. I loved It Follows. Loved It Follows. That was okay. <laughs> I loved it. It was it good. It was a, a harken back to 70s, 80s horror movies. Did it well without being exploitive, I thought. Simple premise, followed through really well. Good actors. Interesting idea. Yeah. I don't like Mumblecore, and the third act was so slow that it, I almost got bored. You know, uh, I, I can understand the third act thing. What'd you say, Mumblecore? So Mumblecore is a style style subgenre where you don't really get clean audio of what people are saying. They just kind of talk over each other. Mm-hmm. And it's very, I guess, quote-unquote natural because it's not like I'm saying lines now. Now you say your line. Uh, right. Which is fine, but I don't like it. It's not a style for me. You don't like it, Mumbles? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that movie. I, I think it's definitely one of the better ones, but I don't I think I don't think it's going to survive uh, a long period of time. That's like, probably true. Like, it's not going to make a huge ripple in no, the public consciousness. But as far as good horror movies in the past 10 years, yeah, it's on the list. It Follows uh, is a great one. The Babadook, I thought, was pretty creepy. That was going to be the next one. I feel like that one has already has a lot more lasting power. I feel like that's become a brand, almost. I would put the Babadook on my list of characters that are going to last. And here's mm-hmm. a big thing. So many of the movies that we've had in the past couple years you can't do a halloween costume of you can't give a character to sure even though the babadook doesn't really have lines other than saying his name what a narcissist i'm on board 
he's a really cool image. And like, think of what people dress up as. What classic Halloween costumes? Jason, Freddy, Dracula with his face on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our famous monsters Halloween episode. Yeah, you'll know what <laughs> you'll that, get reference that reference. Is. We get a lot of ghost movies lately. Sure, yeah. I mean, the mamas, That's true. the mamas, the insidiouses, like all these like ghost supernatural things. They're not great costumes, mm-hmm. or like you can't really be that character for anybody to recognize who that character is, but sure. the Babadook is very recognizable. That's true. And a cool makeup, too. He's got a creepy face. That's true. Do you like the Insidious movies? They're fine. I only saw the first one. I thought it was real good, yeah. but like... It's not going to last no. for me. I'm not I, it wasn't as good as the ones that I just mentioned. I like those. Here's one that recently scared me. I, I, don't, I don't know if it scared me, but I was way into how intense it was, and it's The Witch. Oh. Oh. Okay. I heard so many good things about it, and it was on, like, either Netflix or Amazon Prime. And the other night, sometimes I'll just be, like, flipping through, and I'll see that something's there and be like, well, I was going to watch a movie, and that was on my list. I may as well just watch it now. Yeah. I did that with that. And I started it, and you have that tall, doofusy-looking guy from the British office. And I was like, hmm, I don't know if I could buy him not being funny. All right, I'll give it a shot. Oh, it's also old-timey Europe or something, I think. It's old-timey America. old-timey America. Yeah. And I was like... Okay, it's old-timey. All right, well, once we get into the modern-day stuff, I won't have to deal with that. And I watched it for, like, 20 minutes, and I was like, ugh, I can't deal with old-timey. I don't remember what my deal was that night, but I was like, I can't deal with old-timey right now. So I turned it off, so I still don't know what happened. Do We we have a friend who cannot watch this movie because she got, like, twice into it as far as you did. She got, like, 40 minutes in, and they grind a baby up, and she's like, I'm out. Oh, I was out before the baby grind. See, you couldn't even get to Spoiler that. Spoiler resort. But... <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler Spo- dessert. Ground Spo- <laughs> <laughs> up, baby. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and here's the thing. This movie is very paced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some consider that slow. Sure. I got to a moment. There's a moment where this kid just goes bananas in his death throes. He's like has a fever, and he's been abducted by this witch, and he comes back, and he basically has a seizure and dies. Spoiler dessert. but that scene was so intense i was like i have to remember to breathe here you find yourself just going like oh man these kids are such good actors the scenes are so intense it builds up with the mistrust and the danger and the darkness and up until almost the very end of the movie you're like i don't know what's real and what's not i don't Mm -hmm. know if there's a devil here or if it's just the paranoia it ends so gnarly just what it builds to, the intensity that it takes it to, the characters and where they go, and then just when you think you have crested the most intense moment, it gets even Grinding bigger. Grinding a baby up. No, that's early on. That's that doesn't even that didn't even blip on my radar. I was like, this Bloop. is gnarly. That just made me like, okay, this movie's serious. It it crescendos in this emotional moment of just like horror, but then just when everything's quiet, like it reveals the true evil, and it is such a cool moment. You know what? I want to see it, and it's one of those, you're right, it, it, it is very, well, it is very paced, and some people would... It's slow. It's a slow movie, but... I have no problem with that. I just, I started at like 10 at night, and I knew I was not going to have the patience for it, and I was like, all no. right, save this, especially because it was old-timey. If it was 
slow and look like Blade Runner, maybe I'd be on board. But it's if tough. it's taking yeah. so long, I was like, oh, I'll I'll check back in with you later, Vavitch. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that it starts with a family that is too puritanical for the Puritans, so they kick them out. <laughs> I never thought of it that way because I did see that part. I never thought of it that way. That's true. Another movie that my wife and I watched pretty recently, like within the past three to five years, that was like, man, this is creepy. I never never thought this would be really creepy, but Rosemary's Baby. The original? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a remake? I don't know, but I you, I think you said it so, like, maybe have you not seen it before? I had never seen it before. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, we, we watched it together, and it was like, this is really well done. This is really creepy. Say you, what you want about that asshole director, but the movie is great. I like it a lot. I think there's there's one thing, and this this shows the type of horror that I like the most, but there's there's one shot towards the end, right before everybody kind of reveals that they're all in on this cabal and stuff, where she's walking through her, her house or her apartment by herself, and you can see down a hallway behind her, and you just see, she's supposed to be by herself. Yeah. You just see one guy cross the hallway yeah and it, there's no noise cue there's no nothing it's just like it's one of those like wait did i just see that moments and i think that's so effective as a as a a, a, a creepy ass part i i love that and i really like it when movies are able to do what in any other film would be a jump scare like throw a th- loud noise and right right but it's like when it just happens and your mind goes wait what was that yes that's exactly. so much more effective that now, was my favorite part of insidious too there was a yeah. shot like that a movie that Kate and I recently watched that I actually thought was pretty good. It had some really good moments, and what it did really well is it didn't hammer you with jump scares. And it's mm-hmm. called The Awakening, and it's in post World War One England. A writer and ghost hunter, like she, she defrauds like mediums. Okay, she gets invited to this like boys' boarding school, and spoiler dessert, there's ghosts there. <laughs> but they do a great job with the ghosts, and it's really, really creepy. Has some really good tense sort of foreboding moments and and I thought it was really well done but very under the radar I don't like I had never heard of it our, the our, awake I don't know I'd have to look at the cover art I guess but our, I don't know that I have seen it either uh, my brother-in-law told told us about it and and uh, we really enjoyed it it's really worth checking out anybody in it that like a actor and actress that you'd know um yeah you'd recognize Dominic West he was in the the wire he was the main guy in the wire oh yeah yeah okay um he can't play drunk for shit is he drunk in this movie uh i don't remember okay i might watch it and rebecca hall's in it and she was in like the town and and, uh iron man (laughs) three i don't know i don't know how her drunk abilities are (laughs) i'm not sure if she's able to act drunk that's your that's your key that's like that honestly is like my my height of acting. If you can play drunk well, I'm on board. Two people have ever done it really well. First one, I don't remember. Second one, <laughs> second one is the girl who plays Nancy on Stranger Things. I just watched, I started season two. Hell yeah. And there's a scene where she's drunk, and I was like, I buy it. And I very rarely say that, because it always seems like fake drunk. Whoa, drunk. She seemed really fake drunk to me. Maybe you don't know what drunk is. I was going to say that's true. I was going to say the same thing about you. Maybe you've only been drunk in movies. I'm drunk right now. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just kidding. You're I'm doing it wrong. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't drink a podcast. <laughs> I say this with a There's beer in my There's literally a beer next to his computer. <laughs> I swear, Ossifer, I've only had one. He doesn't have a problem, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, God. So what's another movie you, you dig that's been pretty scary lately? Well, there's really only one that really comes to mind, and it's a, it's a weird one, so follow me here. Okay. And this, we can even, it gets a little deep. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, let's get in deep. Are you ready? I'm ready. There was a movie. I, I normally really don't like Owen Wilson. There was a movie coming out with Owen Wilson. <laughs> what? Starting strong with Owen Wilson. Let's do this. Well, he plays a good drug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I normally don't like him as an actor. I want to punch him most of the time. <laughs> he hasn't been in many movies that I liked. Okay. But he was going to be in this movie where he was in a different country, and their country has a, a like an uprising, and the government is over, overthrown, and he's at a hotel. The movie was called No Escape with Pierce Brosnan. Okay. So... The whole movie is essentially him and his family are some uh, in, in another country. As you watch the movie, it's an unnamed country. And I've heard a lot of shit because the movie is very um, one-note and stereotypical. But Wait, is that reviews of the movie or comments on Owen Wilson? <laughs> well, <laughs> he plays some dude, and he's away on business with his family. I think he's got two young girls, like, elementary school aged girls and a mom or their their mom and they're in a hotel fancy hotel and there's this uprising and he the uprising starts he's having trouble getting back to the hotel but then it's like a coup and they're like fucking burning buildings down and everything shooting people just random like just fucking violence and before that shit goes down they meet Pierce Brosnan and Pierce Brosnan is Forget what he is, but he's also an American or an English guy who's also in this country for whatever reason. But it turns into, like, they're trying to get the fuck out of this country. First of all, they have to get out of the building. Yeah. But, like, there's literally, like, it's a military uprising. So an, an opposing army is just killing people, and they would be targets because they are, you know, capitalist Americans in this country. So he's trying to— Is it a to, Middle Eastern country? No. It's more like— African, South African country, but it's never named. They okay. never go into it, and it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, dude, I'm afraid to watch it again. I watched it in the theater with, like, four other people on a weeknight, and I don't know if it's because I'd started working with kids or because me and Amanda were talking about having kids, but, like, it was fucking terrifying. They go up on the roof to try to get away from the people who are storming this building, and, like, a helicopter comes and is strafing the roof with machine gun fire. So he's trying to protect his family. They're coming up after him. He has to jump from one roof of a of a, you know, an office building to the next one, but the kids are too little to do that. So he literally has to his wife jumps across the buildings, right? He has to pick up his daughter and throw his daughter across a roof at his wife so that she catches her, her on the next one, okay? So he goes to do he does that with his youngest daughter, right? He goes to throw his next daughter across, and she wigs out. And she grabs and claws onto him, and they both almost fall off. Because as he goes to throw her, she grabs onto him, and they both almost fall. So, dude, and this is like, I'm honestly getting goosebumps explaining this to you. He has to take his belt off and cinch her arms at her side so that she can't scramble when he throws her. It's fucking ludicrous, and it scares the shit out of me. Then well, once and the terror of a child is scary. It's ridiculous. And then there's like there's multiple points where they're hiding, and someone comes into a room with a, a machine gun, looking for just people to kill. And like he's 
huddled there with his family. And I said at the beginning of this episode that I normally, like, movies don't usually get me on an emotional level. This is something that, for whatever reason, very easily, quickly put me in the, what would I do if I was there with my... And that, for the whole movie, dude, like, sick to my stomach, just fucking terrified. Uh, So I bought it, because I thought, very effective (laughs) movie. (laughs) Okay. But I bought it. I have never watched it. I don't know if I... I probably could. I would just have to do it and, and be ready for it. But that movie, dude, is like... It terrified me. Well, and right there, I mean, that's just the, I think, the evolution of adult fear. Sure. I mean, when you're a kid being scared of the boogeyman or sharks or piano monsters on your butt or, you know, any of that stuff, it's a little bit more understandable for for kids to be afraid of that stuff. But as you're an adult, your fears evolve into, like, am I going to pay my taxes on time? But that makes a shitty movie. You know? Sure. Well, April 15th. Yeah. Do I have <laughs> Like, especially when we were doing freelance work, will I have a job in a month? Sure. Like, that was the stuff that was keeping me up at night. Right. But that doesn't translate into a good movie. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't think that'd be a good scary movie. No. I mean, can you put a, f- a four-fingered knife glove on taxes you didn't fill out your 1099 bitch i'm scared (laughs) time for your refund (laughs) Hmm. i think we're on to something universal studios don't steal our idea (laughs) i mean i'm trying to to put in something about tax cuts right (laughs) (laughs) it's true though it's like the things about family i think that's why rosemary's baby is really effective or even the babadook because it's about family yeah but then it goes to a monstrous place sure sure and i mean i still love horror because it's still an escape it's not real so you can get away with it something Mm -hmm. like what what was that movie you're talking about lone survivor no escape no escape that's kind of very real for some people Mm -hmm. and that's scary sure yeah i agree with that and I mean, yeah, to, today it's like as an adult, you, you, when you there, there's a moment when you realize every day I walk out of my house, I could be hit with an earthquake, struck by lightning, tornadoes, like volcano, like all the things that you could think about that are horrible ways to go. Right. And you just go, I'm an adult. Screw it. What else am I going <laughs> to do? I could stay at home all day being scared, scared to leave the house. And I think I would be justifiable when you're like. No, dude, do you see all the stuff that's happening? At any second, this could happen. But you're just like, you got to keep going. What else are you going to do? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's bananas when you, when you realize how scary the real world is. Sure. And then you're like, eh, Freddy Krueger's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I, first of all, I, I got that, right? Yeah. I set a bunch of booby traps. My boyfriend wakes me up, and we we fight him and shoot him, and then I had to turn my back on him, literally turn my back on him. That's all I have to do. Fine. Can you imagine if you could do that with, like, insecurity or, like, like worried about your children's futures? Be yeah. like, oh, I'm just not worried about that anymore. Physically turn my back on it, and, like, your children's futures insecurities go, dissolve <laughs> <No>. into... <laughs> they don't come through the door and suck you through it. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, if you could put on... <laughs> so like can you imagine if you like if you're like really worried about your savings and to like combat that you just put on the sweater of your bank account's dead mother and combated your bank account that way with a machete you'd be like no problem you trick your bank account into thinking you're the younger bank account <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's funny because it's like as a kid, those movies are meant to scare you. And as an adult, you're just supposed to escape and like, that's not scary. Sure. That's fun. Yay. Kill those kids. 
Oh, I like uh, yeah, I like when the kids get killed <laughs> <laughs> in my old age, but not when they're in a very realistic no, situation. No, not when they're tied with a belt. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the movie The Crazies, the remake? I remember yeah. both of them. Yes, Timothy Oliphant was in that, right? I really liked the remake. I did too, actually. And there's a scene where they're hiding in a hospital under the bed, and a guy comes in with a pitchfork and starts stabbing beds. Yes. That scared me. That was really creepy. Yeah, I remember seeing that on a lark. I actually went with my friend Ray. It was like one of those like, hey, let's have a movie date. We haven't been to the movies in a while. What's playing? Nothing's playing at the exact time that we could see except that. Makeup okay, Ray? Okay, be fine. Yeah, yeah. Every Halloween, Ray Schaefer does some of the best Halloween costumes I've ever seen. Yeah. Awesome. Like, he showed up one year in the full-on uh, were- American Werewolf in London, like, m- torn-up best friend costume. Jack. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. He did a Frankenstein one year that was his own concept design of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. I mean, I haven't seen this guy in probably eight or nine years, but every year I look to his Facebook for what is he dressed up yeah, as. Yeah, it's true. I, it's I haven't seen cool. him in a while either. He's a super cool guy, though. Yeah. Yeah, we, he and I, that was he was my date to go see the, the remake of The Crazies. Because the original one, the regional one was a Romero, right? Romero, yeah. And it, it's interesting. It, it, the scariest part about it is because when they go crazy, they just start laughing. And mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, that's unsettling. And then the government shows. It's more about the government like containing sure. you than than about the, the crazy right. pseudo-zombies. The remake was another. Like it, it, it was fine. It did what it needed to do. It hit all the marks it needed to hit. But it succeeded. Like I, I would give most remakes a fail. I feel like, especially horror remakes, most of them probably get a failing grade. This one I gave a passing grade. I thought that did good. Any most remakes past the the eighties because I think the eighties was a sure. swath of remakes that were really good. In the two thousands, anything that came out that was a remake was pretty thumbs yes. down. Yeah, pretty lame. I just actually rewatched the uh, the a remake of Invasion of the Body Smash Snatchers, the nineteen seventy one Donald Sutherland one. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love I love it. I think it was great. That was and it's it's a little good. bit different than the original. It adds some new stuff to it. I like. I I would own both of them. They're both good movies. You know what I did this Halloween. I watched both the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the remake. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm going to say it right now. I like the remake better. I, that's not the most astounding thing to me. I think the original is groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. I think the original, uh, for the last like t- 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, is incredibly scary, really gnarly. Mm-hmm. When, she, when she finally like gets captured by the family and they're trying to get her to ha- get Grandpa to hit her in the head. But the first... Like, nobody dies for the first 45 minutes. You have to deal with that idiot Franklin. Like, Jesus sure. Christ. Doesn't he remind you of Shelly from uh, yes. Friday the 13th 3? Insufferably annoying. Like, nothing happens. That scene with the hitchhiker, though creepy, the scene which, with the hitchhiker drags the fuck oh, on. Oh, really? When, oh. when they pick him up? It drags oh, I'm on, on board for and that part. on and oh everything oh. else after that drags. Watch but. it again. It drags mm-hmm. it, like it goes on way too long. I wouldn't argue with you. I don't feel that way, but I wouldn't argue with you. And then they get to this empty house and just walk around the house. And Franklin has the only thing he says for the next five minutes is <laughs> <laughs> he thibbets. <laughs> he thibbets. Is that what it's called? Thibbeting? Thibbeting a whole bunch. <laughs> and it's just like, what the hell? And then finally they get to the house and you're like, good, good, good. And then, like, 45 minutes in, that chick gets put on a meat hook, and you're like, awesome. And then the movie slows way down again for another. Is the first thing, is the first action-y thing that happens with Leatherface, is it when that guy walks up and he clubs him and then slams awesome. the door closed? Awesome. I would almost awesome. say that the slowness leading up to that is justified by that one thing because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but you gotta get through. No, I'm with you. Which is rough as hell. Nothing happens, and then he clubs that guy, the chick gets put on the meat hook, and then it slows way down again. Mm -hmm. And then 
Leatherface shows up at the car with the girl and Franklin, Franklin and his older sister, mm-hmm. and then it's the rest, the rest of the movie. There's only one, like the script must have gone blank, and just one thing is. <laughs> ah, yeah. Chainsaw noise, chainsaw noise, chainsaw. He chases her through the woods for about 15 minutes. Yep. And that scene is just screaming and chainsaw noises. And then she gets to the house and it's screaming and chainsaw noises. And then she goes to the gas station mm-hmm. and you have this a great twist where it's like, uh, but it's it, it was just so dated. See, for me, that was my, at the beginning of this episode, you talked about your nightmare on Elm Street. I saw this movie in high school with my best friend, Joey Dunn. I remember us watching it. I remember we neither one of us had seen it before, but it had this cult status. It was, you, you know. were the, geared up to see something gnarly. Exactly. Like, I'm going to check this off my list. And then we watched it and we're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, it wasn't bad, but it was slow. It's not, I think you assume, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You expect it to be a massacre, and it really, that's not the most... No, like four people get hit with yeah, a chainsaw. Yeah, it's not the most accurate title. No. I stand by it. I love it. it I think it's important. Yes. Um, I think it's great. Agreed. But I agree that it's important. But everything that you're saying, I think it's great. It's not as great or the same great as other movies, but... I would start it when... Like, I would start it 45 minutes in and be okay with it. It's the first... Sure, like, sure. I, I get that. And th- there's actually a lot of classic, specifically horror movies, that hit these lull points yeah. where it's just like, and, and this on. is coming from somebody who just touted how awesome a mo- The Witch is, and even though that is so slow. And but I love like what it builds up to. like getting grinded up. But, but I think the, the pacing of it was important. I don't think Texas Chainsaw had pacing. It was just sure. slow. I would agree with that. It, it, it didn't do anything on purpose. It was I would kind agree of just that. accidentally put together and was so gnarly. Like that whole scene where they're like, let Grandpa take a whack at her is basically f- like on the spot. Like sure. The whole scene is ad-libbed. Yeah, and you're right. I, I think you're right. And I guess when you go back to originally how this, this part of the conversation started, when you're talking about the remake and the original, the remake might be a better film movie like a better yeah yes. it might be a better movie will it be a classic forever no right but in the remake it opens so gnarly that hitchhiker scene that lady pulls out a gun that was hidden between her legs mm-hmm. what blows her brains out the camera goes through her head right out the window while everybody's screaming the head tips over and smoke comes out awesome mm-hmm. awesome way to start a movie so scary unsettling creepy just a kick to the gut right off the bat and it doesn't slow down from there mm-hmm. Arlie army shows up and like psychologically tortures these kids with like weird cop behavior stuff that is scary in its own right right then leatherface starts killing people he shows up wearing the boyfriend's face to Which menace them with awesome. a chainsaw that's great awesome awesome and like you know still people are getting put on hooks the scene where she finds like she's in this basement and she can hear her boyfriend who's been put on a meat hook and this weird like piano noise Mm -hmm. and you finally find out what the piano noise is and it's his feet can barely touch the keys of a piano and he's trying to lift himself up off of this meat hook and that's the sound she's been hearing and it's just like whoa Mm. I think if that movie was a, a solo on its own it'd be a classic but because it's sharing the name of a movie that has a rough franchise history it just doesn't Yeah, work. I think that's true, too. I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I love that. I remember seeing that in theaters. I yeah. loved it. But it just had a huge shadow to try and pull itself out of. Well, is there anything else that scares you, Rumi? Nope. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, No, I'm really brave. It's <laughs> like your mom said. All right, guys. Well, you should let us know what scared you as a kid. What movies scared the crap out of you as a child? What movies scared the crap out of you as an adult? What are, What... 
What recently has gotten under your skin? Let us know what irrational fears you had as a child. Were you scared of Snuffleupagus? Were you scared of gorillas hiding in your closet? Can you draw? Because I'd love to see someone draw a piano monster. (laughs) Yeah, find us that piano monster. Let's see what he looks like. (laughs) Coming up in one week, we have our Thanksgiving episode. That's right. We're going to break the mold. In one week, we are bringing you a new episode. It'll be our Thanksgiving episode where we talk about memorable movie meals. It's going to be fun. Until then, you can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter at LaunchpadPod. And whatever you listen to us on, guys, please leave a review. We like good reviews, but leave a review regardless. Let us know what you think and how we're doing because when you leave a review... Your podcatcher shows the Launchpad Pod to other people. And they're like, hey, these people like this podcast. Maybe you will, too. And we just want to keep getting bigger and better. Big shout out to all the people listening to us internationally. Every time I look on our stats and see that there are people listening all over the world, in Japan, in Germany, in the Netherlands, in the UK, in Canada, that's incredible to us. I would have never thought in a million years that we would have that big of a reach. And just thank you to everyone who's listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure no matter what you're listening to, you subscribe. That helps us out a great deal as well. Speaking of international, you should check out 20th Century Geek. That's right. One of our podcasting friends across the pond had us on as guests, and we talked about the Amityville Horror. It was a blast. We had a really good time. It was really interesting. He's doing an entire series about the Amityville Horror, the true story, the sort of true story, the movies, and the legacy it's left on Haunted House movies. Totally awesome conversation. You should check it out. Matt, you ready to blast this thing off? Yes, dude. All right, no lamps in bed?